Half hour wasted. Random audio files. Episode 3. Kickball. 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 Kickball! So what are we doing out here, Lindsay? We're playing kickball, Frank. What's the team's name? Suck my kick. <laughs> okay. So why kickball, Lindsay? Because it's fun, Frank. <laughs> what, um, how did last week go? This is actually the second week of kickball. Um, last week we sucked. Like how poorly? Um, 11 to nothing. <laughs> so are you having fun with kickball? Absolutely. So what time, what time does our team play? Uh, we ref at 7, we play at 7.45, and then we play at 8.30. Gotcha, okay. Is, is it a good turnout? Not so far. <laughs> okay. So far, it's crickets. It's crickets. What is, cr oh, crickets, as in chirp, chirp, chirp. As, yes, not as in the English game that you play with a stick. Yeah. Charity, how are you? I'm good. There you go. What did you think of last week's performance? Um, it was a good effort, but we really need some practice. Okay, was there any practice between now and then? Um, there was, but not a unified practice. Gotcha. So, did you practice? I did. Charity, I'm so proud of you. You always, you always go the extra effort. I try. That's what I'm gonna say. I um, I thought about practicing, but then um, I had too many beers in my hand, so. You know what? That's common in kickball. <laughs> what's the uh, what's your drink? What's your drinking preference when we get there? Uh, Shiner. And what's your signature move out on the field? Um, I don't really have a signature move. Let's make one up. How about you do the robot? You just break out a little robot dance right before you you catch a hot fly ball. I can try. All right. So you break a little robot for me? I will. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks. How many times, uh, Jason? How long have you played kickball? Uh, this will only be my second season, beyond when I was, I think, eight years old. Dig it? Did you say dig it? Yeah. Do you dig it? Oh, do I dig it? Oh, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. So what's your uh, what's your signature move in kickball? I don't know that I've got a signature move. Uh, typically, I'm pitching, so it's it's a little bit of the curveball there is what we're going for. What's your... Um like, what's your motivation when you're when you're about to pitch someone? You look them up. Do you try to psych them out? What do you do? What do you do, Jason? How do you get into their head? Well, you know, the, the catcher is really critical for getting into their head. A little bit of the, uh, you know, the K kicker, kicker, kicker. The uh, the, the pitching really is, is more of physical intimidation by, by throwing balls where they really can't hit them. See, you are you're my hero. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. You'd be surprised. It's a 99% mental, really. Really? Wow. Yeah. And here I was thinking it was just kickball. Now, I, I hate to deter this, but there's a guy skipping over there right now. It's kind of hard to... It's kind of hard to believe your statement about it being 99% mental when there's a guy actually skipping right over there. And he's prancing now. Jason, do you want to retract your statement? I think he could be uh, stretching, but I don't... You know, I'm sure that's 99% mental what he's doing as well. I think he's just 99% mental, if you if you get that. <laughs> you know he is. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Amy, I need for you to describe, describe that guy's shirt right over there. There's a guy. This is the second game of the season. And he's already totally cut his sleeves off. He's muscly, cool, first baseman. <laughs> he is kind of... He seems to be taking it very seriously, the, the kickball, I think. He's that guy that plays uh, dodgeball a little too rough. 
<laughs> he plays to win everything. That's right. That's right. Oh, oh, that poor guy. He just tripped over his own kick. Oh, oh well. I bet the guy with no sleeves also shaves his chest. <laughs> no sleeves. Is that his official name? <laughs> no. Hey. No sleeves. <laughs> NS. Hey, NS. <laughs> no sleeves. Do you think he consciously at home, he was thinking, I need to cut the sleeves off this shirt? It's a cut. You don't just accidentally lose the sleeves. You cut them off. <laughs> the more I think about this, the funnier it gets. So he was at home one night. He got his shirt. He was like, cool. Where are my scissors? Sweet. These sleeves suck. I got to cut them off. I got to stand out. I know. I'll cut my sleeves off. You know also that he's a serious player because before the kicker kicks, he's all bent over. You know? That's the serious kickball player. He doesn't want to let his team down. Okay, it's pink shirts versus blue shirts. There's Jason, our pitcher. He pitches, and it's a foul on the pink shirts. Blue shirts are doing okay, though. Mindy. Mindy, how's the game? Mindy. Mindy, come here. Mindy. 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 Mindy, 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 Mindy. Here we go. Okay. Mindy, what's going on? How's the team doing? How's that? Okay, what's going on? Bottom, it's the top of the third, and the other team is winning, three to one. Oh no, he's ready. Go touch him. No way. Wait, good. There's no stealing bases and kickball. Ah! Chad, do something! Where's the ump? That's two outs! That was total chaos, confusion. One of the rules is you can't steal a base and kickball. You cannot lead off the bases or steal a base. That should have been two outs. You cannot steal a base! Can you can you mute all this out and not make me sound like such a brat? No, I'm good. This is this is real life, Melinda. This is live drama. Welcome, the fruit of peace has become the jam of war. <laughs> I didn't realize kickball was just so. It's just dark. kickball. So your husband is pitcher. How does yes. that make you feel? <laughs> He's the sunshine in my life, that man. <laughs> He's a lawyer by day and a kickball enthusiast by night. That's two out. Oh, Call there you go. Woo! Oh, yeah. That's three. Say something encouraging to your husband. Yell it out. That's three, Jason. You're so sexy. Okay, I'm done. I'm not going to yell anymore. Yeah, that's four out. <laughs> Excited, Nancy? Oh, that's Katie. No, I don't know. Raven seems a little bit angrier than last week. You're second base, right? Um, sometimes, unless Rathene tries to run in and take it. <laughs> okay. So you heard foul ball? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I did. Okay. You're frustrated, Nancy. I don't like the other team right now. I don't know. They're having. They've been, anyway, they're mean. Well, you'd be mean, too, if you were forced to wear a pink shirt. I think they chose pink, because have you seen the name of their team? No, what is it? Uh, something about the runs. I don't remember. It was very Pepto-Bismol-y. Kick it hard! Go, 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 go! Go, go, go! Run, run, run! 
Pepto-Bismol, diarrhea sauce. Who's after her? Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Who? Oh, it's a foul. Okay. It's a foul. See that little orange cone? Yes. Okay, if it goes past that, it's a foul. Gotcha. Okay. Are we cheat? Is our team cheating? No, we're actually doing really well. Has there been any thought to cheating? Whoa! That's two outs. Alright team, way to go! Way to go, yeah! So what just happened? We won! Nice! We won the game! Is there a team cheer? Uh, no. Hey, and if you say with all due respect, you can say whatever you want. Is there a team cheer? I don't think there is a team cheer. Suck my kick! Suck my kick! Hey, since we won, well, we can technically just go to the bar. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's my top three list. It's actually really short. It won't take long. Is that the only soundbite you have? No, you've got Um, I've got, uh, I've got, hello. 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 Yes. Hello. Okay, level's good here, Brad. Can I see it? Oh, I want nice. to just see oh, no, the so nice. May I see it? There you go. Test one, two. Hey, all right. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's hey, yeah. awesome. Let's, uh... And I'm okay with that, too. Woo! Ooh. Yeah, plug that in, Bill, and mm -hmm. then unplug your AC and just to see yeah. what happens. Oh, it'll... Well, it'll... Damn, it's still white noisy, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you hear that? Yeah, I, I, mean, I definitely do. Play that German lady. Uh... You make it Working. sound like an instrument. Hey, play Working. the German lady. <laughs> Was this some kind of mutated chicken dance here? Anytime. Billywitchdoctor.com. Feel That's right. comfortable with chicken. That's right. One convenient location in Africa. <laughs> Billywitchdoctor.com. In Africa. Work with chicken. What is that, bro? <laughs> Episode of, of uh, Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh, okay. They Shake kills himself to get inside the video Ouija game. Have you played that yet? Play the German lady. Uh, here you go. And kill. Oh, you know what? I had closed captioning on for that. I never knew what she said. She said, "Oh my gosh, alarm!" Would you think she would say it in German? Yeah. <laughs> Hey. I'm going to pull that down. Please do. Until you want to. Okay. If you ever want me to pull it up, just. Awesome. Talk, talk in your mic. Awesome. Yes, yeah. I, I will be glad to do that. That would be a good thing. Pop Tart, you going to eat that strawberry? Pop -tart, What's going on? That's somewhere along the way. At some point, I'll get famished. And uh, I'll have to. I like that you have a very manly flavor there. Look at that strawberry. Wow. That's a very manly flavor. I'm very glad pink. you noticed that. Oh. Okay. Look at that. 
Getting down that with some Pepto Bismol? Maybe some. Do you want our name? Oh, that's right. Liners. I will be tempted to use it, so no. Okay. You don't want it, but if you. see. I'm going to probably use it. Um. Okay. Are we going to go? Um. Okay. Hey now. Hey no. Hey now. Hey now. Woo! I'm ready. So? Light a candle. I don't care. Let's do this thing. Light this candle. That's right. Let's light this banana stand. Okay. Hey everybody, it's the Bill the Voice Show. Why the Bill the Voice Show? I don't know either. What's up, Half Hour Wasting? So, uh, Brad and Frank have decided that we need to put some random audio files together. Yeah, I think that's a fine idea. So, here I am doing my little part. They said random. My first thought was, hey, I can do that. But, you know, I'm just, um, I've been waiting for inspiration for this for a week and a half. And it's just not showing up. So, now, I had a bunch of different ideas. Um, my first idea was to, um, do my fancy football corner and I'm not sure how many of y'all would have, uh, really dug that. Um, I know the popular opinion is that, um, most comic book reader football is and thought, well, that might be pandering to a, uh, very tiny slice of the, uh, of the pie there. So, I'm not going to do it, even though um, I really, really, really want to. Um, yeah, I picked up Arian Foster in both leagues, so <laughs> that's right, boys and ladies. I got that one on lockdown. Um, I was going to do um, Chapter 3 of uh, Dune. And you know what? I may still do that before the end of this audio file is over. So, yeah, y'all just, uh, you'll just hang on. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I promise you that. The first thing I want to do is I want to talk a little tiny bit about Marvel Comics and where they're going. And most people are Marvel fans or DC fans. Um, uh, there's obviously Vertigo fans, Top Cow fans, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Red 5 fans. Um, um, I don't know. Are there still Valiants there? Um, you know, because it's a fair question to ask, frankly. I, mean, I know there's a Prince Valiant, but I don't know if there's any Valiant fans. Um, there are a number of, uh, good comic companies out there, but you know, most of us are Marvel DC guys. Um, 
I've been enjoying DC Comics all my life. They were the first comics I picked up. I joined Marvel once I started maturing enough to appreciate a more humanistic attitude towards uh, comics, a more grounded, you know, realistic bent to uh, to comics. Um, but these days, hey Sage, oh hey, come here. What you got? Hey, sing me a song. Come here, come here, come here. How you doing? This is perfect for the random audio files. Dude, what do you what do you have to say? Hey, who's your favorite superhero? Uh Batman. DC. Who's your second favorite superhero? Uh Superman. DC. Who's your third favorite superhero? A uh, Green Lantern. DC. Who's your fourth favorite? Um Starfire. Nice. Starfire's hot. <laughs> DC. Who's your fifth? Uh my fifth is my auto superheroes. Your auto superheroes? Yeah. You mean like robots or transformers? Yeah. Really? Well, I don't know what comic company does those, so I'm gonna have to invalidate that answer. Who's your sixth favorite? Uh, Transformers. We have clearly reached an impasse. Okay. Thank you, Sage. Your time is done. Would you like to say anything to the half-hour-wasted audience before you uh, leave? Mm, no, I need to go now. I love you, Sage. Have fun. Thank you. All right. So back on track now that he's out of the way. All right. So how long is it going to take before comics have devolved, and I use that word carefully, into nothing but Avengers titles? And Mr. Casada, Mr. Brevoort, I ask you this directly. Why is every title going to be an Avengers title here? Probably in the next six months. You've got... I mean, I'm waiting for Avengers Fantastic Four. I'm waiting for Avengers X-Men. I'm waiting for Avengers Uncanny X-Men. I'm waiting for Avengers X-Men Mutant Massacre. Um, I'm waiting for uh, Avengers... Yeah, you get the point. And don't get me wrong. I love the Avengers. I've always been a group superhero guy. And what's more perfect than the Avengers? Except for maybe the Justice League. Frankly, the Avengers are being written better right now. But that's not my point. My point is that we've got to lose all these titles, um, especially the cosmic titles. Makes me crazy. I'm a big fan. Everybody in Abnett and Lanning have been for years, uh, for about 10 years now. Abnett and Lanning have probably been my favorite writers, um, along with... Um, I don't know, give me Keith Giffen, um, who's writing, who's just killing it on the Doom Patrol, by the way. Um, and he's the one that started the whole Marvel Cosmic, by the way, which Abnet and Lightning took over and have nailed since then. So how is it that we're 36 issues into Nova, that we're 25 issues into Guardians of the Galaxy, we start the new cosmic title here, the Thanos Imperative, which is pretty good. Um, actually, there are some mild tiny bits of it that do seem uh, not repetitive uh, what's a better word for that um, reflective possibly no it's not a better word so just scratch that whole thing the point being that a lot of the diversity in Marvel comics that I appreciate um, seems to be going away there seems to be a lot of homogenizing going on in the Marvel community right now I realize that they've got Shadowland happening right now you know what I don't know what's going on in Shadowland I tried hard to care. I actually bought the first issue. I said, what? And 
you know, good luck, Daredevil. And you know what? I used to read Daredevil. Um, personally, if uh, you put Frank Miller in a steel cage death match with whoever's writing it right now, I'll take uh, Frank Miller. Um, yes, uh, give me Frank Miller over uh, Bendis and um, Maliv. Um, give me Frank Miller over whoever's doing it right now. Um, I'm sure it's interesting. Um, and I read the first issue and, um, had so many question marks flying out of my head that, uh, it gave me a headache. So, you know, I'll ask Brad what happened with it. I had to, had to do the same thing with the uh, omit, uh, one more day in time or whatever that was. Um, there just seems to be an awful lot of silliness right now. That's, that is not accompanying the, uh, the titles, um, marked Avengers. One of the reasons why I'm reading secret adventures is Diodato and the character Nova and, Thanks for possibly canceling that title, by the way, um, Joe Q and uh, Tom B. Um, I've been enjoying the Thanos Imperative as much as I can, because apparently that's the last place I'm ever going to see the Guardians of the Galaxy. And that just is wrong. So, anyway, with that said, give me, right now, DC and their wide panoply of characters. Their pastiche of story writing conceits. Um, their cornucopia of story writing ideas. Um, basically, give me Jeff Johns and uh, Morrison. What's up, honey? That was perfect. Come here. No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna come here. I was listening to you. I thought it was uh-huh. sounded interesting. You thought it sounded interesting. Hi. That's very kind. Thank you. You're done now. Thank you. Okay. The, the professor, everybody. I don't care, phone. That's irony from a theater major. Well, I know. Yeah, I know. So go ahead and insert laugh line there and take out the uh, last part. Edit in one, two, three, and edit. Okay. Um, My main question, though, right now. So I've been getting every Avengers title, all 14 of them. And for the most part, they've been interesting. However... I don't get every title because they cost like eight bucks a piece nowadays. And, um, you know, I don't have enough of a job to uh, support that kind of habit. Um, I think buying every title that comic publishers put out these days is God's way of telling you you have too much money. Back in the old days, used to be the white powder. These days, it's too many comic book titles. So, I did pick up, and I had some reservations about it because I saw the cover art. Um, also because it seemed, uh, and it seemed like a callback to something we read earlier. Um, but the Avengers infinity gauntlet, a four part series, I picked up parts one, part two, apparently we're waiting for part three to come out. I just read the first half of this four part series and I'm wondering, a who's this aimed at? Because it seems really childish. Um, I also want to know where in current marvel continuity is this thing supposed to fit in because it doesn't seem to fit in at all with what's going on right now the art mm, fairly substandard um they've introduced characters that i'm sure uh, marvel fanboy is familiar with like uh um u.s ace the space truck driver are you kidding me I mean, seriously, someone write in and tell me where the heck this character showed up before because if this is a new character created specifically for this comic book I would, if I was in a movie theater, I would ask for my money back, okay? I mean, I have had Milo all over this thing. 
So that tells you how serious I am. But seriously, the storyline, it, it almost feels like I'm reading a comic book adaptation of a Superhero Squad episode. It just doesn't seem mature. And my main problem is that Thanos is the antagonist. Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet. I kind of figured maybe it was a lead-in to the Chaos War. Apparently, it is not. Um, I also don't know what's going to happen in this Chaos War, but I do a pretty good job of avoiding spoilers. So, hey, that's just me. I don't read previews. People know that. Yada, yada, yada. Um, So I'm thinking maybe this ties Thanos in uh, back into the Marvel continuity somehow. Although we know uh, in the Thanos Imperative that Thanos is currently in the Cancerverse um, trying to reestablish the concept of death. Um, Thank you, Abnett and Lanning. That concept rules. What are the Avengers Infinity Gauntlet people doing? I don't even recognize the names of the writers or the artists. So I want my money back. How many reverse flashes do I give the Avengers Infinity Gauntlet? You know what? At this point, don't let this shock you. I'm giving Avengers Infinity Gauntlet minus one reverse flashes. I know that seems like a double negative. That's just the way it's going to have to be. With that said, what I need to do here is I need to go ahead and get on with it. And I need to give you guys some actual content um, besides my fantasy football picks for this week. So, with no further ado, because almost everybody that listens, all 10,000 of you, about 9,800 of you have written in demanding that I provide Chapter 3 of Dune. (sighs) Let me uh, open the book here. Uh, By the way... Um, I've decided not to do Dune. I have decided to read instead my favorite book of all time, Frank Herbert's Whipping Star. Pause for laughter. All right, well, Frank Herbert's Whipping Star uh, was copyrighted in 69, 70, and 77 in my edition. A shorter version of this book appeared in Worlds of If Science Fiction for December 1969 through March 1970. Um, so if you guys are looking for the original, uh, after I, uh, tempt you with the first chapter of Whipping Star, then you can go out and find a back copy of Worlds of If Science Fiction, December 69 through March 1970. All right. And away we go. I, you know, I'm actually a little bit nervous about this because I want to do this for you kind, gentle listeners for so long now. Um, you may notice I've got a little shake voice right now. And um, I need a I need a tissue because I think I'm about to tear up. All right, with no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Frank Herbert, Whipping Star. A boost habit must begin by learning the linguistic modes and action limits, usually self-imposed, of the societies he treats. The agent seeks data on the functional relationships which derive from our common universe and which arise from interdependencies. Such interdependencies are the frequent first victims of word illusions. Societies based on ignorance of original interdependencies come sooner or later to stalemate. Too long frozen, such societies die. Busab Manual. Furneo was his name. Alicino Furneo. He reminded himself of this as he rode into the city to make a long-distance call. It was wise to firm the ego before such a call. He was 67 years old and could remember many cases where people lost their identity in the snigger trance of communication between star systems. 
More than the cost of the mind-crawling cessation of dealing with the Tepriciot transmitter, this uncertainty factor tended to keep down the number of calls, but Ferneo didn't feel like he could trust anyone else with his call to George X. McKee, saboteur extraordinary. It was 808 Ferneo's position on the planet called Cordiality of the Switch system. This is going to be very difficult, I suspect. Okay, okay, you got me. I'm not going to read chapter one of Whipping Star to you guys, but I should. Instead, I've decided to gift you guys with a little bit of um, a little bit of hidden con audio. So please enjoy. Well, that was fun. Hope you all... Oh, hello again. What are you doing? What are you wiping on my shirt? <laughs> Watermelon. Go wash your hands. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. And go. Go wash your hands. Go wash your hands. Go wash your hands. Go wash your hands. Okay, well, someone's very pleased themselves. You know, I'm trying to record an outro. Go. Well, that was fun. Yeah, I'd like to think that um, maybe uh, you guys in the middle of having those good times maybe learned something too, but um, I know better than that. And I know exactly what kind of content I provide, and uh, frankly, you're right. There was no learning whatsoever in it. So, um, is that random enough for you? hour here in Dallas, Texas. It's about 5.30 in the afternoon. People going home. Traffic moves pretty slow. Gives you time to think. There's a hawk. Hawk circling up ahead. I guess it caught an updraft. It's just kind of circling around up there, just checking things out. Wonder what that guy thinks of us. Wonder what he thinks of us. Exit 32 for Drive. 
base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Fucking here's me. Test one two. Test one two. Here's me testing one two. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Test test one two. Test one two. Hey now. Hey now. now Seriously, you, you sound like an insane person. Hey now. You sound crazy. Testing one two three. Testies. Testies. One. Testies. Sibilance. Sibilance. Cancel. Right click. Frank, friend, Select friendster. sound file. Someone's blown me Friendster. I think Frank may be hot. What? Pull this down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> what about hey, now? We're clipping now, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you might. Oh, you might want to. You might want to shut up. Down if you can, because it's just. Just shut again, up. I'm getting clip warnings, and I'll be glad to uh, see. Uh, Actually, there's. Yeah. You're stupid. The faders are the sins. So close to the top of the thing there. Okay. All right. We'll see the how sins, this goes. So. That, that may maybe, be pretty awesome. Maybe, <laughs> maybe no one. Dang one. Dang one. Gag one. Sorry, I'm late. Where's Walter? He's practicing some self-actualization. In a taxi? Yeah, that's part of it. He's also cooking for himself now, cleaning up after himself. You should have him tell you why choosing his own wardrobe is an important sign of independence. How many are there? Did you eat? Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Hello. Hey. It's Crystal. Uh, no, I know who it is. You call me every Wednesday night. What you doing? Watching Fringe. Oh, baby. Spock. It's not Spock. Leonard Nimoy played, played Spock. Spock. I know. So, how did the show go? We didn't record tonight. What? We didn't record tonight. Did the band break up? No, we just took a week off. Oh. Oh, what? Nothing. Nothing, huh? It's nothing. Crystal. What? Has Frank been calling you again? Yes. And he told you he couldn't call you tonight because we were recording, right? Yeah. Oh, man. I know. I promised myself I wouldn't let him do this to me anymore. Well, I think you only have yourself to blame for this situation, Crystal. You aren't helping. Sorry, I'm not very good at this kind of thing. Forget about it. So? About that Leonard Nimoy, huh? If you do a search on the web, for the name John Schwartzwelder, you'll discover two things about the man. One, he's an acclaimed writer for the TV show The Simpsons, and two, he's a recluse. Few photos of him exist, but his likeness has appeared numerous times on The Simpsons. He resembles David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. If you trust a caricature, his hair is long and unkept, he has a deep mustache and a teddy bear shape.
Before getting the job on The Simpsons, he wrote for a comedy magazine in the 1980s called Army Men, which consisted mostly of very short and very surreal jokes. But what I think makes a Schwarzwelder script so unique is how he writes Homer, not as a bumbling idiot, but as a narcissistic jerk. In the episode Homie the Clown, Homer takes on a Krusty the Clown franchise and takes advantage of his mistaken celebrity. Hurry up, it's my first day of clown college. Hold still, Homer, don't squirm. I am holding still. I am squirming. In the episode Itchy and Scratchy Land, the Simpsons go to amusement park. What are you talking about? Well, there was our trip to the Amish country. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, look, Marge. They're still not fighting back. <laughs> I can be a jerk and no one can stop me. <laughs> and in The Last Cartridge Family, Homer lies and lies again just to keep his handgun. You lied to me. You promised to get rid of this gun. I put it in a safe place, Marge. I mean, what are the odds the boy would look in a vegetable crisper? How could you? Of all the terrible things you've ever done in your life, this is the worst, the most despicable. But Marge, I swear to you, I never thought you'd find out. What makes Schwarzwelder a recluse is up for debate. To date, he's never appeared on an auto-commentary for any of the Simpsons DVDs, except for one. Maybe. In the aforementioned episode of The Cartridge Family, during the commentary, showrunner Mike Scully makes a phone call. I think we should give Schwarzwelder... John Schwarzwelder has never done a commentary, and we're now up to season nine, and he's a legendary Simpsons writer. I believe he's written 59 episodes. That's right. That so? And we've never gotten his voice on tape to verify that he really does exist. If only there was some way we could get hold of him. Well... <laughs> I don't think I've ever even heard him talk. I have a telephone right here. I don't know. Is it going to work? <laughs> we'll give this we've a asked shot. him many times, and we asked him during the whole course of writing <laughs> the Simpsons movie, please, please do an audio commentary. And he said no. <laughs> I guess I'll just lean down here. <laughs> anyway, keep talking while the phone's ringing. Hello. Oh, hi. Is uh, John Schwarzwelder there? Who? John? Yes. Is this John? This is John. Who's this? John, it's Mike Scully from The Simpsons. Oh, hey, hi. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. How's yourself? What's new? Well, uh, I'm actually sitting here doing a commentary on one of your great episodes, The Cartridge Family. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so we're giving you a call. You're, uh, you're on the air right now. Do you mind? Wow! Right, wow. John, we just wanted to verify your existence for the fans. Wonderful. <laughs> How much money do I get for that? <laughs> <laughs> ask All right, him, then. Ask what were you doing when we interrupted you? What's that? What were, we doing? what were you doing when we interrupted you? I was cooking a steak. How's it, it coming? Be nice. It's not rare anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's 7 in the morning. He's cooking a steak. <laughs> Okay. All right, John, is, uh, anything else? No, that's all. It's too bad this really isn't John Schwartzwalder, though. <laughs> <laughs> Reclusive celebrities and artists are nothing new. Bill Watterson, Thomas Pynchon, and J.D. Salinger have all managed to avoid the spotlight, letting their work speak for themselves. I suppose some people just adore their privacy. Many celebrities, despite their fame, enjoy living in confinement and away from others. Schwarzwalder's last episode was during season 15, when The Simpsons went to England. He now writes novels. He has written more than 50 episodes of The Simpsons, more than any other writer. His episodes always make me laugh, and I hope he comes back to the series one day. 
even though he's a shut-in, a gun nut, and just an overall weirdo.